Hi, welcome to the Pedestrian Fest podcast. My name is Michael Amland, where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. All right. Thanks for fabulous. Oh, thank you. Uh, Is your video working? Are you seeing me? I do not see you right now. All right. Let's make sure. Let's get it working. Start video. Let's try that. Perfect. There we go. You look fabulous. Thank you. We're welcome. We should start the show with that. Yes. Very sunny and share. Yeah. Yeah, you're a big share fan. I saw that. That's cool. I want to be sunny. I want to be sunny. <laughs> Are you up for that, Michael? Uh, as long as I don't have to ski. Uh, other than that. Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. I uh, am a big share fan. Awesome. Yes. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on uh, the, the podcast. Uh, I, I do want to say just right off the bat, I think you have the best bio I've ever read for anybody. I'm just going to say that. Uh, statuesque electro pop goddess, queen of funky beats and music licensing. That's outstanding. Thank <laughs> you. I, I wish I could take credit for it. I have a very good publicist. Oh, okay. I pay him well also, but yes, he came up with that. Yeah. Uh, I was like, wow, that's uh, that sums it up. <laughs> Very accurate though, right? Yes, absolutely. Let's hope so. Oh, I I know. I totally agree. Um, So uh, if you can just tell, you know, a bit about yourself, um, you know, your music and, uh, you know, for people that might not be familiar with you. Are you going to play my music? Uh, I will play a few tracks. Yeah, I'll play some clips. Do you know which ones? um the uh, funky ones oh wait right? that's all of them right uh just, yeah well so yeah for people who haven't heard me my first question is where have you been and then um so i make what i would say is pretty funky music uh somewhere pop electronic um i dirty it up and then i i usually record a bunch of stuff and then I put it through my sampler and I tweak it and I cut it up and I, you know, it's kind of like you, you cut up your clothes and then you sew them back together again and they look funkier that way that that's kind of the music I make and um, 
you know, a little in your face, some attitude, swagger. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's really, uh, it's super positive. It's, it's super fun. Um, I don't hear as much of that, like what you're bringing to music in kind of like the mainstream right now. So it's, it's super refreshing. Right. Thank you. Um, to actually enjoy a song and not have to like be emotionally, uh, you know, engaged right. with somebody's therapy session, I guess. Uh, yeah. You do not yeah. want to sit in on my therapy sessions. Right. <laughs> um, no, uh, to me, music is entertainment. Right. That's how I grew up. The, the bands that I, and artists that I grew up with, you know, share, um, yeah. but you know, also the, the rock stuff like kiss, maybe it's all entertainment. It's about, you know, putting on a record or going to one of their shows and forgetting about the, your miserable life or, or the stress you're having, forgetting right. about the day to day and just going into a fantasy world that's bigger and brighter and more fun, you know, a little bit of fantasy, right? Totally. Uh, so that that's how I feel about music. And, you know, when I make music, that's that's why I do it. And I want to be entertained. Um, not, you know, of course, there are certain I I have done some a little emotional things, but right. not, I mean, I, I leave that to, to other people. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, of course, I, I different artists have different periods. Uh, it's just it's I have missed like like you're saying like that kind of entertainment larger than life aspect yeah. feels like it hasn't been um, as part of kind of like the mainstream conversation at least recently to me. Um, how did you what what got you into more like dance oriented music? I know you were in a band kind of early on, then went solo. Were you all more like? kind of like rock or alternative rock back then and kind of made the shift or? Um, so I, when I started playing music, I played in rock bands, okay. right? You, you had your bass and guitar and, and drums and you were screaming into the microphone trying to make songs and, and sound out of it that made sense. Right. Um, and so that's how I got started. And I've always loved the aspect of being in a band, playing live, uh, which I unfortunately don't get to do as often these days, but I'm hoping maybe soon again. Um, I love that, the interaction with the audience, everything that comes with being in a rock band and, and, and playing and the energy and, and all of that. Um, but as, you know, as I evolved and as my band evolved, I really liked, I was intrigued by when computers became more and more involved in music, right? And uh, so I started mixing in beats and samples pretty early on. And um, I spent a big part of my teenage years in, in, in dungeons and, and basements or whatever uh, at night, figuring out how it works. Like, what does this knob do? And, you know, kind of trial and error. And um, but coming from my like rock background also being from Sweden where we're big on pop melodies that was the third part right you want it to be hooky whatever you're doing um, so kind of marrying those three things is how I guess I moved closer to dance music and um, some would say that's what I do now I don't think so I think it's um, 
a, a mix and a mash of all of those things. And if if you see see me play live, it has a lot of that rock energy and feeding off the audience and giving it back to them, sort of a thing. Totally. I mean, you're the type of artist I could see playing the Super Bowl. You know, like it, it's like got it, that Michael. big bigness <laughs> to it. You know, it's fun. Yeah. I want, like, one of the things that I loved about, um, I happen to be a fan of 80s metal. Yeah, me um, too. Right. And anything, actually, going back to Phil Spector, the wall of sound, like, yeah. big, you, you I, I wanted my songs and my music to be able to be played in a stadium. Right. You know, to have that kind of a, a volume or, or, or power to it, right? And you can do that with whatever music you're playing, right? Um, I love the Crystal Method. I think they can play in a stadium because of how hard hitting and big their sound is. Totally. Right. So, yes. Very cool. Um, in terms of, uh, you said usually you're tracking into your computer and then you're kind of going back and kind of editing and sequencing different things. Um, do you normally start with like a guitar riff or is it more like a keyboard riff or is it just really varies from day to day? It does vary. It depends kind of what the song starts with. Sometimes I'll have a, an idea for a musical piece or, or a feeling. And um, if you make music you in computers, especially, I think you find that you start with something you think, this is the idea you have, and then it takes off a life of its own as you start programming the drums or whatever it is. It kind of, and I let it evolve. I've learned that if I'm stuck in my head going, oh, it's got to sound like this, nothing right. comes of it. But I'll have an idea and then I expand on it. And, and then, you know, you write the song to that. But sometimes I'll have a hook in my head and then I'll got to build the music and the song around that. Is there Sometimes a specific song one piece where of that? Lyrics. I'm sorry. Is there like a a song, um, you know, that you can think of where that was maybe how it developed? Like you already had the hook and you just kind of had to. Um, yeah, I have a song called uh, "Pop Your Heart Out," okay. which is actually one of the more mellow songs. Right. Um, and that was something that I had been like singing in my head um the the chorus part of it and i was like okay i like this what do i do with it and so i actually recorded the vocals for that song first like Ooh. or the hook and then i was like okay what do i do with it now you know so and sometimes that'll happen too where i've created a a, a beat i i write something on it and then i go eh, you know what this hook deserves something else, or it's actually something else. And then I got to scrap the entire music and, you know, do it the other way. Yeah. It's the joy of the creative process. Yes. The joy. Yeah. No, right. It is joy. It's, it's time consuming. It's, it's wonderful work if you can get it, but it's definitely time consuming given that also that I, I tend to do most of everything myself. Right. I sometimes work with with other singers and maybe a guitarist here or there, bass player, but I usually play all the instruments myself uh, and I do the editing, I do the mixing, I you know, all of that. So it takes time. Yeah, I mean, even one song, if you're doing everything, that's it is time consuming. Yeah, it's worth it, though. It's it's it, it's what my process is. It works. And it gives you that freedom. I mean, you don't have somebody kind of 
dictating what where it should go I mean you you take it from here to here so that's really cool yes I the, the reason I mean originally I worked with different producers um some of them really really good but I I realized pretty early on that I had a pretty strong idea of what I wanted my music to sound like um and I went into detail trying to explain it and lay it out for a producer. And it's not their fault that they, you know, they, they wouldn't get it exactly how I wanted it. Of course they can't, you're right. Yeah. So it was frustrating for me. And I said, okay, I'm just going to do it myself. Well, that meant learning how the recording process works. How, how do you work the samplers, the this and the that? How do you make those sounds that are in my head? And now I'm at a point where I can hear stuff in my head and I can make it happen. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. But again, it's it's time consuming, right? Yeah. And the voices don't really stop. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the muses, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, and you're you're working on a new album now? Or I have am. been for a while? Okay. Yes. What is this gonna be like a continuation of what you've been doing or you know, there's some some kind of new surprises thrown in or? Well, I'd say it's a little bit heavier. Okay. Um, a little bit funkier, if that is possible. Right. Um, and a little more personal. Okay. But with the, you know, my, you like people who know my music are not gonna, they're still gonna be able to recognize it for sure. Yeah, but I think it's a bit of a progression and, a, a, you know, there are new, I always look for new influences and, and bits and pieces here and there. So um, I have been recording another album with my friend Kelly. Yeah, I was um, going to bring that up. Um, oh, okay. Um, did I blow it? No, no. Oh, okay. So no. We, we have a project called Kelly and Saint, which is very different from what I do. It's very 60s retro sounding with with Kelly's singer songwriter soulful coming in as well with the electronica that's at, at the base of it sort of and making that album which we're in the middle of doing is also influencing and changing how I look at my own music you know and, and I'm kind of looking at oh I could maybe use some of that you know or a little bit of Jagger here whatever influences or, or you know sounds we did over there is of course seeping into now what I'm doing for my solo record. And that's really cool. And I'm sure vice versa for her. Um, how did you all get connected? So Kelly and I have known each other for years. We, we both uh, were part of the indie scene here in New York City. You know, um, she's a fantastic singer songwriter. She's put out a, a bunch of records and I love her voice. I love her writing. She's really good at, telling stories that you know and i we've wanted to do something together for years but we're so different musically um we wrote some songs for other artists we you know we always talked about doing something and then a couple of years ago i had this idea i said you know i really love a lot of the 60s retro stuff the the french pop the yeah yeah stuff right and and um mix that with a little bit of stones and a little bit of hip hop and all that. I, I got again, these like voices or, or the sound, I, I heard it in my head and I said, I need your voice and I need your writing on this. 
And um, we wrote a song. The first song we wrote was called Lover and a Rebel. Um, and just it just gelled, you know? And so we said, all right, let's make a record. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's been great. The pandemic sort of slowed us down a little bit, but we're back up now and we're, we're writing and, and um, there will be an album. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that too. I, I did listen to the, the single you all released and I, I do really like it. It's cool. Yeah, um, different though, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, it, I would say very different, but, but definitely its own thing. I, I can hear kind of what you've brought to it and then what, what she is doing as a singer songwriter. So it's really cool collaboration and I'm sure it's going to be, be awesome once it's out. Thank um, you. My experience in New York, uh, you know, my band played up there a few times and it, I find New York very interesting. I mean, it, the first time we played up there, the promoter was like, hey, uh, you're going to go on at three. We're like, what? He said 3 a.m. Yep. <laughs> Does that still happen up there? I, I mean, that blew my mind. Um, I think uh, New York makes its own rules. Right. Um, so um, I would say yes. But it's a great, I mean, it's a tough audience, but if you win them over, they love you forever. Yeah. I mean, they, they were They're really honest. nice. Yeah. I was just like, I, oh, we're the, we're the 3 a.m. slot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm sure there were plenty of people still around. I mean, you know. Right? Surprisingly, yes. See? I just, uh, I hadn't quite uh, seen that in, and, uh, you know, I'm in Virginia here. So we, you know, we're bar restaurants type stuff like that and they're they're closed at one max you know right so <laughs> pretty cool how uh what places in new york kind of inspire your music or do you go anywhere to like kind of refresh and reboot or um so in in general the vibe of new york city is at this point i'm a i'm a new yorker i've right. been here long enough to to be a new yorker I, i'm from sweden originally for people who don't know um so when when I when I moved to New York um, quite a while ago, um, I, I lived in the East Village, actually in Alphabet City, which is east of East Village, which was still pretty rough back then. Um, I lived on Avenue C, um, on Avenue C, on Avenue D. They sell the drugs, um, so <laughs> it was still rough, and but it was very real, you know, mm -hmm. and genuine, and I. It was very inspiring to me, the whole Lower East Side, East Village um, thing. There was also a thing out in Brooklyn starting then uh, with the indie movement and all of that. Um, so was that, that was like the Strokes kind of area? Yeah, like, somewhere around there, right? Yeah. So there was a lot of music coming out of New York City that was intriguing and that was exciting. Um, and that has, that was a huge inspiration for me, you know, people, great bands played every night in New York City somewhere, you know, right. you had to weed them out but, and find them, but, but they were there. It was great music all around. And then overall, just the vibe of New York drives me. In part, you get up early in the morning because, you know, everybody else is. And so right. you're going to, you know, they're going to be ahead of you unless you work. And for me, that's been a positive energy to get stuff done. Um, right. And I feel, you know, 
like I said, I, I feel like a complete New Yorker at this point. So it's it's my city, you know? Yeah. I always tell people, you can have Morristown, New Jersey. This is mine. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're Virginia Beach, Virginia here. So. Well, you got some great music coming out of, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I read an interview and you said you, you wanted to collaborate with um, Pharrell. Yes. And he's actually from this area. I know. Yeah. And you yeah. have Timbaland, right? And Timbaland. Missy and yep. all they did all that. Yep. I actually um, shared um, an attorney with Timbaland oh, for cool. quite a few years. And, and so we, we, we met and we talked about doing something together. Um, he liked what I was doing. I liked what he was doing. Unfortunately, it kind of never materialized, but, um, you know, a huge fan of his work. And uh, yeah, Virginia Beach has has produced some really great music. Yeah, for pop, it's it's huge, and you would you would never know it unless you're looking right. at CD credits. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. So, when it looks like you've got a pretty good setup at home, do you still go into studios for certain things, or is that all you're just doing that? Um, my my studio at home is pretty much where everything gets recorded unless I am working with a, a certain vocalist or, or, you know, somebody out of town or somebody who prefers a certain studio, then I'll go there. And if, like I say, if, if I travel to LA and work with somebody, obviously it's different, but you know, the, the, the master, the, the big, you know, home base is, is, is my studio for sure. Ooh, yeah, it's I didn't my know. Paisley park. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to paint it all white and call it the white house. Perfect. <laughs> See? Yeah. Do you have, uh, I've seen you post some pretty cool guitars. Uh, are you more of like a Strat person? Or I've seen you play like a Flying V. Like, do you have a preference um, or? I I love both. Um, Same. I'm, I'm, I very much love my, my Flying Vs and the Gibson sound. Yeah. Um, but I also love the strats, the Fender strats. So I usually put uh, one humbucker microphone on my Fenders so I can actually get the Gibson sound on them when I want. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it in the back. I think yes. one of them's got the humbucker on there. So that's cool. Yes, the little road-worn one. Yeah. That was my Christmas gift to myself. Awesome. Yes. Is it sounds amazing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Is there been anything it's been recorded on recently or? Well, I, I am working on a new record, so right. I did, did have some time here and, and did some recording with it. And it's just fabulous. Very cool. When you're recording guitars, are you mostly using like direct and plugins or do you have like some amps that you like or? Um, in general, I just line just them. And, yeah. um, but I, I have a, a Marshall amp cool. and which my neighbors love when I play, right. uh, <laughs> and I love that sound. Um, yeah. so possibly, you know, if I get around to it, but usually I, I work pretty quick with ideas. I'm slow overall to when, you know, to get all the details done. But if I have a, an idea in my head for a guitar, if I want to just, you know, get it. you line it in and you, you get it recorded and with today's technology you can change the amp on it in the plugin right going oh no i wanted a little bit more of that yeah Versus it's, a, it's if amazing you recorded something and it's it's done right 
Yeah, half the time when we were, you know, making records in my band, I mean, I'd listen to the direct signal going on and be like, well, that's actually cleaner and right. You know, yeah, uh, it's it's cool. Um do you have any particularly like favorite guitarists that you admire or um I don't I'm not a virtuoso by any means. Right. Um, when it comes to guitar, I, I learned to play guitar. So I learned three chords so I could write songs. Yeah. So uh, usually I... when people ask what guitar players influenced me, I say Paul Stanley of Kiss. That's a great, I mean, he's a, a legend. So Yeah. But and, the, he's he, awesome. he, and I think by his own admission as well, he's not, you know, a, a virtuoso either, but he plays those chords in a way that you know it's him he plays them with so much attitude and, and heart and totally. then he takes those three chords and he writes these songs that are amazing uh, and on top of that in my opinion he's the greatest entertainment uh, entertainer in the world right oh, the sure. way he delivers what he has written and how he plays guitar and that's been sort of the benchmark for me um and influence and you know inspiration to to do that rather than you know um be able to play something fast or you know can't play a solo to save my life frankly so oh i'm sure you can i i'm not i've i grew up you know admiring kind of like the jam band scene that's okay. kind of where i started um and it, it was you know technical proficiency was important but it wasn't um i would say the main thing and I, i'm kind of i have a similar attitude about it like i prefer i have more respect for good songwriters or somebody that is putting on a good um a good show or has like a real theme to what's going on um because that i mean that's the heart of it right yeah the and song the, is the the heart of it um, and also, you know, if you have groove, right, if you have soul, right, um, if, if you can reach that kid up in the, you know, the cheap seats, uh, and whether it is with your guitar tone or what you're singing, th then I think you've, that, that's the kind of artist that I thrive on, right? And you play really cool, funky parts. So I, I'm really, I, I enjoy them a lot. Um, Thank you. They, uh, I don't know if you like, Prince, I get some of that, um, or like Nile Rodgers, things like that. So it's it's cool. Yeah, huge Prince fan. Awesome. I I've studied his songwriting and more than his guitar playing, she'll say. But they kind of go together because everything's very funky and and how they kind of interact with each other. And there's a lot to learn there. Well, he's yeah, it's that it's that visionary approach. I mean, he on most of those albums was playing everything himself and. And just like you're doing. So I think that's that's really cool. Um I guess this last question uh is kind of do you think pop music is gonna be is is fun gonna come back? Yes. Like are you seeing that more yourself? Um I'm gonna say I at this point I don't care. Right. I mean, I, I it's not like I sit and read the, the Billboard 100 every week and, and kind of look at it. I mean, I follow what goes on. If I hear a great song, I you know, I, I'll buy it or I still like to buy them. Yeah, um, me too. 
Um, but at this point, I'm not looking to fit in. I'm, I'm just going to do what I do and what entertains me. Um, and I'm lucky enough where enough people think that it entertains them too, right? So right. I'm not doing it just for me. Um, I hope, I, I think everything goes in, in cycles. Mm -hmm. So um, fun will always come back at some point. You stick around long enough, it's going to come back, right? Probably uh, in a different shape and form, of course, because it, you know, it's going to be influenced by what has happened before and come before. Um, but yeah, it's coming back. Good. I, I, I certainly hope so. Um, let's see. Uh, all right. So these last couple of questions are just lightning round. Um, just going to be the shoot, shoot from the hip. Uh, what are your top favorite uh, movies or TV shows? Oh, wow. Okay. And if I say Moonstruck and the Sunny and Cher show, we're just going to shut it off right there. <laughs> um, I watch a lot of the crime shows on TV. Okay. I'm a big uh, Law and Order fan. Yeah, same. Um, but more than anything, I watch hockey. Yeah. I know it's not really considered a TV show, but hey, the Rangers play 82 games a year, a season, and I try to watch them all, plus the playoffs. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I, I know nothing about hockey, so I can't help you with that but that that's awesome i did gotcha. see that i was like you're, you're a big rangers fan so that's cool uh do you have any uh artists you would recommend that you've checked out lately um no, no. <laughs> I've, often, since it's a lightning round i'm gonna go yeah. no yeah. and it, she's been around for a while but i really got into lizzo yeah. when you know she had it when i was maybe a, you know not one of the, her earliest fans but once i realized like how good she was i really dug into everything that she's done and i would still say that she's amazing and i think she's going to be around for a very long time yeah same here like everybody should check her out also she's very diverse right very funky we have a couple of things in common there so yeah i mean she some of her songs have like a donna summer vibe which is cool um, and I, I've heard a little bit more of like kind of disco, uh, returning yeah. into, into me. But she pop. has that like kind of tongue in cheek yeah, the swagger. swagger as well. Right. Yeah. And so, and I, I love that about her. Yeah. Same here. She's, she's a lot of fun. So that, that is a good development. I just want yeah. myself personally, I want more of that. And she plays the flute, which is like so cool. I saw that. I was like, Oh, yeah. cool. All right. Um, what is the best concert you've been to? Oh, um, when Kiss reunited in what, 97 something, right? Put the makeup back on. Um, I went to that, to, I was still in Stockholm at the time. And I went to that show and when they turned all the lights down, I, my seat was so that I saw behind the stage where they, then they lit some lights there so that you know, the members could get ready. And I saw all four of them in makeup standing together and I started to cry. Oh man. Cause they looked exactly like 1976. And I think it's still the greatest show on earth. Yeah, no, I, it's, uh, people that, that not kiss, I, I think just don't appreciate the entertainment and just how unique they were. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, 
thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, you know, where can everybody find you? Um, go to solmedalstrom.com and there's links to however, whatever medium you prefer, you know, from uh, the Instagrams to the Spotify's to the YouTube. So please check it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure it's all on the show notes. Uh, anybody who listens to this need to needs to check out your music and, and definitely you're a great follow and just just an awesome artist. Thank you so uh, much, Michael. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you again. Um, and uh, I wish you all the best. And I'll, I'll definitely uh, stay, you know, glued. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing both both of the new albums. I'll let you know. Thanks cool. again. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Pedestrian at Best podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or anywhere else that you may be listening. You can add us on Twitter, just search at Pedestrian, or you can add us on Instagram, just search Pedestrian at Best Podcast. We hope you are doing well, and thanks for listening.